0: hello and welcome to episode number seven of don't fuck it up the art of wellness with sabina and jamie we are super thrilled you're here again with us and we got some exciting things to talk about today this is a free part series of how to thrive during the holidays and not just survive so we're gonna go dive deeper into some tools that jamie is going to share with us and um, we did our homework so let's see what the grade will be <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it.
1: Yeah, so excited to build off of what we chatted about last week. I think that it's one thing to start the awareness and identify triggers and something completely different to then take that data, that information that you've learned, the awareness, and actually apply it and figure out. Especially if it's a large goal that you've created because of it. We talked about family a lot, but I think, you know, there could be individual goals that also feel very big and very daunting. How do you start? Where's that first action step? And once you make that action step, how do you keep going? Especially on the days where you just don't feel like it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, where do you start? That's a good question, right? And for some people, the start is, a real big kick in the butt from somebody or the other start for some others is to really look deep within you and find some help outside so which we talked a lot of times is what has helped me is just talking to you and talking to be really confident in voicing what I want in life and how I want it to look and that takes some exploration and journaling and writing it down and Not maybe always hearing the things you want to hear.
1: Right. Like, I need to get rid of caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely one of them. Or I need to maybe take a look at my relationship with dairy and choose differently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So that's some of the things that we just have to do. And Jamie, you were telling me to take a bigger look again at the tool you gave me which is putting in the words or the things that I want to attract and the things that I don't want on the outside of the circle so I sat with it last week and I was taking a look and it was really easy to come up with the things that I don't want so and then it was really helpful to actually come up with what is the opposite of that so it made things really not fully clear but it definitely put me towards the right steps If
1: you didn't listen to the first episode in, in this particular small series that we're doing on how to thrive through the holidays, we have a tool. You basically, it's on my website, but you basically draw a circle on a blank sheet of paper and the way that our brains work, we actually are in tune with looking at what is around us that we don't want that might be dangerous that does not serve us so it's quite easy for us and our our biochemistry to identify quite quickly what we do not want and then when you ask us what we do want much more difficult for our brains to process and identify those details quite quickly so this exercise that Sabina talking about is to really live into your negativity to streamline the process. So if you put everything outside of the circle that you don't want, and it can be in all facets of your life, you take those, you flip it around, and the exact opposite goes inside your circle. That's a clue as to what you do want. And you might already have it. And it might be something that you need to create and potentially change habits or change your friend circle, change how you interact with your family, change what your career path looks like and the dynamics of your you know, work setting. So there's a lot of things that you can really take a look and deep dive into and celebrate where you've created ease for yourself and also be very real with where you're maybe not as happy with your life. And I think then that's the step that we're on, right? So that's what we really talked about in depth last time. And now that you've done your wheel exercise, and there's two wheels, this is really more of like a circular exercise, very easy. What goes outside the circle, what goes inside the circle.
0: Is there anything that you found? Yeah, one of the things that has been on my mind, because we are in the business of health and wellness, but right now, through the pandemic and through just being extremely busy right now as a mom and as full-time working... One thing that just came up over the past month is like, I want to be healthy and I don't want to have those mood swings anymore. I put that outside of the circle and um, the opposite will be like, I want a fit body who can tackle tackle anything. That I'm just like ready to go energy wise in the morning. That I am have sustainable energy throughout the day and that I don't lash out at like the smallest decisions. And I basically look deeper of like, where is it coming from that I lash out? Why I'm not fit? So what is the number one thing? Is it my nutrition? Is it my sleep? Is it my water intake? Or is it working out? And I was like, well, sleep, I get enough. Interrupted, but enough. My nutrition is 90% of the time pretty good at a, on a point. And my water intake is is good. And I do electrolytes too. And my workout routine is just not good at all. I have no workout routine. And that's just what puts me into that, that mood swing area. And like I have so much bundle up energy that I don't know to go where where to put it. An action that I already did two weeks ago before I even did this exercise because I, I saw that happening already is I'm going to sign up for a gym. So which I did. And the goal was not to go hard and lose those pounds and look skinny when I'm and have a six pack when the summer arrives it was more like again sustainable energy I want to feel good I don't want to have back pain and I just want to keep my body moving so for the last week I've been writing my own programming and going to the gym and I was able to handle it three times a week but the goal is to that I don't work myself into the ground I only do half an hour to 45 minutes But the real ritual after it is the self-care, which is I go to the sauna afterwards, where I can just feel really good, where I calm down, where I have time to think, to reflect um, throughout about the day or about the week. And that actually helps my mood to be stable. Two things in there, I think, are really great call outs.
1: So once and again, this is why we're talking about these next steps, but Once you've determined what you want inside the circle, there might be an opportunity to further dive in and define. So I think about what you use the word fitness and it could mean something completely different to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. For you in particular, it could mean something different depending on what part of your life you're in. And what I'm hearing you say right now is that fitness to you is not necessarily how you look or what the scale says, but actually how you feel. Your back does not hurt. You feel invigorated because you have the endorphins that come with breaking a sweat. You feel like you can tackle the day because your mood is improved because you've spent some you time and had that day before reflection in the sauna. And so once you have something in your circle, there there might be a chance to really get clear on your whys and how you'll measure success so for you if we just said oh we need to get you to a six pack that's how we know you're fit that might not be the actual kpi that we want to identify because that would be a great byproduct i'm sure you wouldn't be sad to have a six pack for summer and you know (laughs) i don't think anybody else probably would be sad to say that they felt you know like the weight loss um and the toned body, or whatever it is, you know, came along with it. But what you're actually after is the feeling. And yeah. so knowing that that's your why will help you through the roadblock. So that was number one. But number two, what I love that you said is that you you resisted, I think, and I, because I know you, I think this is true. But tell me if I'm way off base, you resisted your own urge to go zero to 60 and just get exactly where you wanted to go the next day, like snap your fingers and it's done. Is that true?
0: Yeah, I guess the main goal within that when I set myself up is not to go for as hard as you can go, but go more for the consistency. So instead of making it to the gym three times a week and I'm completely burned out, I'm like, no, I don't get the results that I want from this. Maybe I do get the results from that. But for me, it's more important to maybe go each week, another day, each week, 20 more minutes to just be more consistent, more consistent, slowly and more consistent. That's, that's the key for me. And that's really my, my big goal is to just go more often. And it doesn't have to be long, but slowly create that habit that I'm actually moving my body with intention every single day.
1: And I think those those key outlines are really important too because then you have benchmarks each day. There's some questions I ask my clients and Sabina, you've probably, I know you've read this and I know you've probably um, been asked these questions a lot, but when we're in this work of goal setting and trying to create sustainability, my dad always used to say, he he was a competitive bodybuilder back in the day. So I definitely spent some time speaking fitness and wellness in the gym with him but everything in moderation and that's why some of these yo-yo diets don't work if we're talking specifically to diet and exercise because you go zero to 60 and it's not sustainable and then you end up resenting it and then you end up you know comfort eating or going to the gym seven days a week because you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and it just it's not sustainable and it doesn't work so I think about these questions when you're starting out with goal setting and it's, what are you willing to start right now, today, right now? If I were to say, we're going to break for 10 minutes, what is one thing that you are willing and able to do in 10 minutes? And then the extra question to that is, what do you need to become 1% better every day? Not Mm -hmm. 100%, not 50%, 1%, which anybody can do. I think when you look at it that way, 30 days from now, if I'm 1% better than I was the day before every single day, what would that feel like? Where will I be? And on the flip side, looking into the future, if I don't do that, if I don't look at where I can be just a smidge better every single day in 30 days in a month from now, how will that feel? And what's the cost of an action versus just putting in that extra little effort? something anybody can do every single day. And I always ask the bonus question, do you actually give a shit? (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, is this something that you're doing because your friends are doing it or because your mom told you maybe you should look into this or you feel like this is what your boss wants you to do? Whatever your goal is in whatever area of your life you're looking to improve, is it actually for you? And is it actually something that you are working towards because you want it for yourself, not for somebody else. Because that, in all of the work I've done with people over the years, is absolutely the number one key. If it's not for you, you're going to fail, give up, quit at some point because you really don't give a shit.
0: And you have to be, I mean, like you can say a lot of times you want to do that certain thing. But something personal needs to happen to you or you have to be, I think people normally tend to make changes when they feel the lowest, when it's really something that bothers them a lot, right? Or they had an experience with it, which was just so unpleasant that all of a sudden they have to turn a corner. And I think that is maybe one thing. What you just sparked in me right now is like, actually, I want to be a better active listener. And we talked about this already. If I can give myself, even if it is listen to myself, right? What I want for myself, um, if I can give myself for that 10 minutes or be really, really present in that team meeting, in that conversation with somebody or in that conversation with the significant other, then that's already a win. Maybe in the future, like maybe a year from now, every conversation that I have with somebody that I think is really, really meaning a lot to me or where Mm -hmm. i think the conversation here is a priority we have to have that to really be actively or like to really be present in that moment i think that's one thing that if i think about it now that is something i would really actually like to work on above all because i just feel myself being such in a hurry all the time Mm -hmm. always on a run and just conversations are handled between doors
1: and I, that's another great point: is getting to the root, right? Feeling like, and you and I have talked about this, so I know what the symptoms are that you've explained. Yeah, with wanting to, and you're solved for that, right? Like, so thinking ahead, and rather than listening to the person, you're just thinking about what your response is going to be because you want to powerfully contribute to the conversation. But it. It comes from a great place because you want to be in this really dynamic conversation. And sometimes what it comes out to be, and I do this too, is that you interrupt and step over people, right? (laughs) Like I noticed because I do for listeners out there, we share the i don't want to call it work but we share the admin of this podcast and so after we record i'll do the rough edit and then sabina comes in and does the fine edits and adds in music and if we need an intro or an outro and so we both get to hear especially i hear it in the rough edits where I'm like, ooh, ooh, I have something to say, and I jump in, and then I, I'm like, shit, I, this makes it really difficult to edit when we're talking over one another because of the way that Captivate and Alitu work. It's a little bit different. Sabina and I are not on different tracks. We're coupled together, and so when we, <laughs> when we get really excited and we interrupt each other, it sounds shitty and people don't understand what we're saying because it's garbled. And I just, that's something we've been talking about. But when we look at that interrupting and maybe feeling like rude or something like that is one of the symptoms, but needing to be an active listener could be an action or a solve. And I know it's not the root. So what is the root of that? Like you mentioned, is it that your schedule is too busy? And you have conversations that you're fitting into your life because you, I know, Sabina, you call me a lot when you're on your way to like walking to work, which I feel like is probably cathartic for you. You know, you don't seem frantic or anything like that during those polos. But if we're always multitasking, is anything ever really grabbing our full attention and getting 100% of our brain power. And I think that's the actual root. And the answer is different for you. And for me, it could be the same symptom. And we have to deep dive into it to truly make that change. You have to ascertain where it's coming from.
0: Yeah. And I think this just um, funnels into our whole conversation, how to survive and thrive during the holidays. There's just so much going on that we just feel extremely exhausted after the holidays. At least that's my take on it. I don't know how it is for you. And we talked about it before. is really making consciously the decisions to what can I do to really be present and sit with the things that I don't want throughout the holidays. So for our listeners, I think it will be a really good tool for you to write down the things that you don't want throughout the holidays and then how you can reverse that. How can you change your language in that? And how can you also maybe hold somebody accountable or bring them into the conversation of you want to do something different this year and have maybe a buddy that tells you, here's your trigger. Watch out. What are you going to do? So, yeah, it's a cool tool. And it it takes some courage, right, to also do that because you might get some heat for it from loved ones. Why, Why are you behaving so different? Why are you so calm? Don't you want to freak out? I feel like we could have an entire
1: episode on that. And it's not just family. It can be your best friend. You've fallen into this dynamic and it's just how you interact with one another. But, you know, that is something that's scary about being vulnerable in. I always suggest to my clients and also when I'm doing this work myself, I'm always in this work myself. I actually just shared something with Joe the other day that I wasn't like ready to Announced to the entire world. I'm like, okay, here's what I'm thinking and here's what I'm working on just so he knows and You know if you're not ready to scream it from the rooftops Whatever your goal is if you're not at that point of being vulnerable picking someone Anyone because just saying it out loud speaking it into existence knowing our brains knowing that someone knows (laughs) what we're working on raises the stakes of the game where we then have someone to hold us accountable, but also I think someone to celebrate the wins and also bounce ideas off when you had a rough day and maybe, you know, two steps forward, one step back kind of a situation. But I think in that the language that we use is a big deal because if we already set ourselves up for justifying well, it's the holidays, so I just didn't have time. Or, well, you know, well, just even if I only get halfway there, I think that's success, you know? And if that's true, if going halfway is success and and that is truly what lights you up, then go for it. But setting yourself up to be around people who will support you is pivotal, I think, in really being able to – Make significant change because what I've noticed happens in some cases, not all, the support system around when, how do I want to put this? And it doesn't make anybody wrong or bad. I want to clear that first. If this has happened to you or as you're listening to this, you're like, fuck, I've actually been this person. You're not wrong or bad. It's again, go back to the awareness piece. I've been on both ends of this spectrum. So I know from experience on both sides, but when there is a big goal or a big change, let's use weight loss as an example because I think it's it's fairly universal. At one point or another, someone has wanted to you know, be a little bit more fit in the sense of how they look and how their muscles perform. And so you have someone who is starting a weight loss challenge. And adjusting their habits and maybe not going out to dinner as much or saying no to wine. I'll still go to happy hour with you, but I'm going to have a mocktail or whatever it is that they have to do. And you have those friends or those family members who kind of give you a hard time or you notice you haven't invited me out to dinner in months. And now all of a sudden I've declared that I'm doing this you know, weight loss diet program and now all of a sudden you want me to go out for these decadent meals you know once a week and those things where it actually can bring up triggers for other people when they see their close family members or friends making changes that they have not yet identified but on a subconscious level feel like they need to make. So Sabina in this case if it was you declaring to me that you wanted to be more fit and you defined it for me and I also felt like I needed to take time out for myself. I needed to feel better, my back hurts, and I also would like a six-pack if that was a residual side effect of these (laughs) new changes, and I wasn't ready to identify that, then I could try to sabotage you as a way to not have to look internally, which then causes relationship problems. I think there's a lot to unpack and a lot of things that can detour us so really declaring your why powerfully to those that you are entrusting the daily or weekly support that you'll, you'll call on them for is so powerful. And also if you start to notice those kind of behaviors, like why I, I wanted you to help me. Like I thought you would be happy for me. If you are noticing that maybe there are some of those things coming up, maybe take this work to that friend or that family member, because chances are it's not coming from a place of they don't want you to succeed or that they want you to fail. It's that seeing you declare something and take a step in the direction that maybe they want to go, they're internalizing it as I. they're wrong and they're bad and they're lazy and those types of feelings.
0: And I think it can be intimidating to some people, right? To be so brutally honest of what you want to do. And intimidation is like with fear they just try to play it back to you right like i know that my that i i can voice things and i can say them to my family and i just do them for example with my dad he is not a risk taker he doesn't go out and get what he wants he would rather drink the coke without any fizzing instead of giving it back to the bartender (laughs) so (laughs) to cause a problem so When I tell him something that I want to do, the first reaction is all the things that could potentially go wrong when doing that. And every time again, I will still do it because I don't take his opinion as relevant or disimportant anymore because I know he never experienced anything like this. And therefore I just do it anyway. But I feel I need I I need to tell him. And what I understood is too that underlying cause of wanting to be hurt or wanting to be accepted or wanting to just get the not the acceptance but like you are relevant or you're doing something great and just acknowledgement from him and it's every time again I prove him that I can actually do it which is then I think that's to some people just really really scary if you go out and you just do that and they just think um, other people may think this is impossible to me I could never do that and I think in that case, you just need a cheerleader on your site that can help you and support you if you think you can't do it, right? A lot of times people don't even know. And here we are again at the beginning of the podcast. How do you even start? Yeah. And I think it's those four keys that we've just gone
1: through. Identifying not only your triggers, but also where do you want to change? And then deep diving into that a little bit more of identifying the symptoms. So how do those triggers, how do those things that you don't want show up? How are they currently showing up in your life? And from there, what is the root? Mm -hmm. What's the root behavior? Yeah. And once you've identified that, the action steps. What is one action you can take today that will, if you only have 10 minutes, you could do? And then tomorrow, what is one thing that you'll do to become 1% better? And when we talk about it's funny, when we talk about 10 minutes every day, that is literally one half of a percentage
0: yeah, of it's the crazy.
1: 24 hours that we all get. Anyone can do 10 minutes, especially if it is something that you are investing. I always say this. It came from a really wonderful conversation I had with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and I use it all the time. But... I'll ask myself: Am I investing my most precious resources of time, effort, and energy in a way that's aligned with my highest values? And if my answer is no, then go back through these steps of awareness. What are the symptoms when I'm not? What's the actual root cause of those symptoms? Because the symptoms are how, of course, it presents. But that's not what's,
0: what's underlying. Yeah,
1: yeah, Behave that way, or you know, inaction. And then figuring out, okay, what is one thing that is so easy that it's impossible for me to not do it today and then build from there. And again, I've said this so many times and Sabina, you know, it's true, but I am not a patient person. So this is actually very counterintuitive for me. This work that I'm sharing and and what I've been in myself when hitting goals that I'm definitely the person who is 0 to 60. Once I make my mind up, I'm like, yep, that's what I'm doing. And it's actually Joe that inspired this blog post and, and my train of thought and how to really coach people through the snowball effect, right? That tiny little snowball that you create and how do you, how do you nurture it and grow it into an avalanche so that it just – is like a force and it just happens. Because where I am very black and white in zero to 60, like either I'm doing something or I'm not, he is very much, he'll make up his mind and it's like little small, he loves his routine. So to build his routine and to get it into it, there is no cold turkey with JoJo. <laughs> It's like he needs everything. He needs to set the stage and have it be really optimal so he can ease himself into it. And again, there's no wrong way or right way, but we are very different in that. And so observing how he approaches goals and things that he wants to create or change in his patterns and habits, (laughs) you think of this, this thing like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't have to be, you just create an avalanche out of nowhere. Maybe you can start small and build. And what I've found in my own work and my client work, it takes a lot more, especially if you're not a patient person, to initiate and stick with the process. But once you do, it's a much, you know, for me, it's been a much more calming process than having to step in immediately going
0: gangbusters. (laughs) What do you want to share? Maybe one thing that you are working on constantly or things that you observing where you feel like, yes, I need to put 10 minutes there and like change that for myself. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of them. I'm trying to think of what
1: would be the most relevant to this holiday conversation. I think I would say the most relevant to this particular conversation is giving myself the space and time to take care of myself towards the back end of the year. There's a lot happening with family and friends right now that kind of came out of nowhere. So there are things like that, that uh, in the moment we are doing a little bit of a different routine and also on the larger scope Um, thought starters, things that come out of the blue where you're like, oh my gosh, you don't think it's going to happen to you. You don't think it's going to happen to close friends. And it does. And being able to take space and time to pause and really consider those things, not just jot it down for another day and the enjoyment piece, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, we have our day to day routines, and we, and for me, I kind of feel like I get set, I'm rocking and rolling, and there's not as much foresight into the future forward planning piece of creation.
0: I think it's so highly implemented that we might be not aware anymore. It's and not should- one
1: particular thing, it's giving myself space and time because as the tail end of the year happens, we have work, we have holidays, we have family coming from the mainland to visit us. We have Mm -hmm. our friends and family here. Uh, There are gifts to go out and buy and be thoughtful, right? Not just like a one-stop shop shop for everyone. Like everybody gets this, right? Like I love to really curate those things. And so thriving this holiday season to me means I still get to go to my uh, acupuncture and chiropractor appointments. It means I still get in the pool. It means I still have space and time to listen to other podcasts and explore other blogs and sit in ideation around what I can create for myself. And also how can I share that with clients when they come to me? Yeah. What are, what are different tools I can create or learn to have a different, lasting, and powerful impact. So, yes, it's quite broad, and no, it's not one specific area. But if I had to dial it in to make it one succinct sentence, I would say the biggest focus for me to thrive through the rest of the year is focusing on me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we said before. Now is the time, if you one that is really busy, to really take the time for yourself. To not overwhelm yourself, to not let it out, to not have uncontrollable emotions, uncontrollable emotional eating habits, and to just feel bad again after the holidays are over and you feel like you have to go extremely hard and burn out again in February. No, it's to be consistent with it. And you can only be consistent through this change and through the transition that's happening right now if you are kind to yourself. So, that is I think, one piece that you really have taught me, which is I'm taking care of my body, I'm going to the physiotherapy, I'm going to the acupuncture, I'm going to the sauna, and I have as and a lot of moms know that and a lot of women know that it's it's really hard to be getting two hours to yourself. When you have a little kid or when you're working full time, it's just it's really, really hard. And I appreciate it so much. And the piece of it is, too, I get to say thank you to Tanner to something he's doing for me that's really meaningful and that's helping our whole family. And he encourages that. He is the one that pushes me to do it because he sees that the small change that I'm doing is um, presenting itself it's giving back so much more than just giving me the two hours.
1: It makes me think of the rule of Mm 80-20. And that's another place where anyone can find what that little action step that's going to, it seems insignificant now, but when repeated over time and maybe added on to over time, then actually moves mountains, you know, three months, six months, a year from now, we all get inundated with, everything that comes our way, work, children, relationships, family, grocery shopping, (laughs) whatever it is, the rule of 80, 20. um, There's a ton. You can, you can Google it if you're not familiar, but essentially what it means is that 80% of the outcome, 80% of your results is going to be driven by 20% of your efforts. And so if you make a to-do list of 10 things the top two things, the top two priorities should be what you focus on because if you're spinning your wheels, so to speak, with things that are not at the top of your priority list, it's really easy to get lost in those and not do the hard things. Mm-hmm. Usually the top two priorities are the things that need more brain power or more effort. Uh, but when you do those two and let the others fall off, you get amazing results. So I think of that 80-20 concept of really prioritizing what it is that you want to be up to, what's going to fill your cup the most, what's going to have the greatest impact.
0: Well, the greatest impact, I agree with that, but you can apply that rule to your work life, to your relationship, to your everyday life, even if you just do a small thing as setting up a birthday party for somebody or setting up that Thanksgiving dinner what is the number one thing that fills your cup and makes you feel really good? It doesn't maybe has to be the really well-cooked turkey. <laughs> it is maybe the setup of the plates and how you place the the seats, like where who's sitting where, to generate that really good conversation, to feel really comfortable doing that dinner there. So I think even going thoughtful into the holidays like that might already change the whole outcome as you used to it. I like that you said
1: a focus on that top priority, identifying it and figuring out what it is for you, because I know this happens to me where I'll create a list, I have it going on in my head, I have all of those things swirling and quote-unquote top priority. If everything is important, then nothing is important. So again, going back to the question you asked me, if I'm focusing on one specific thing, It is dialing in and truly putting my efforts into those top and letting the rest of the other shit slide if needed. If I have time, great, then revisit it, but not beating myself up and not feeling like I have to do everything to be successful as we round out the end of the year.
0: Yeah. And I think it already you shared. I'm bringing up a little story that I think fits well into the Thanksgiving theme, You ordered some food for Thanksgiving, and they gave you the wrong food items. They gave you two big hams instead of a turkey and a ham. So it kind of rocked your world a little bit, I think.
1: (laughs) Well, it was just irritating because I had a plan. JoJo loves ham, and I really enjoy turkey. And so doing both, I mean, I won't say where it came from, but... If you know me, you know where I order my groceries, pretty bougie, pretty large operation. I'm like, if there was a turkey not available, why would you give me two hams? That just makes zero sense to me. <laughs> and it's fine. Like at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. They were actually really gracious about it. I was like, can, can I return this to you? And uh, they're like, no, just keep it. We're going to give you a refund. I was like, okay, well, now
0: I need to invite more people over because now we have 85 pounds of hand. (laughs) And is it your priority to make a perfect meal or is it more your priority to really not be overwhelmed during that time, not to have too many things to do, or just have like really the conversations and the people enjoying the time being at your house? Yeah. And honestly, Thinking of it after the
1: fact, my little meltdown of no turkey, double ham. Did you like to share uh, with
0: me, which <laughs> I thought was really cute.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I was like, actually, it makes it a lot easier because now all I have to do go through the same motions for two hams, glaze them the same. They can pop in the oven at the same time, at the same temperature for the same amount because they're like I- literally identical hams. Like, why do I need two <laughs> <few> of these? <laughs>
0: None of the things were bigger. But it's actually going to be a lot easier
1: because now I don't have two different types of, you know, large meat to cook, which is great. It's actually a gift. It's going to save me some time. So I think that piece of it too might be a part of of my action step and how I build upon and I'm trying to really be 1% better every single day is in the moment. You didn't get what you wanted from um, the food delivery service. Is it the end of the world? Have your tantrum for a minute. Marco Polo, your friend, and be like, "What the fuck? They gave me zero <laughs> turkey."
0: <laughs>
1: and then, like, get over it, right? Either problem solve, and maybe that's the the piece of it too, and why you know why you ask that question. Is it really that important to me that there is turkey and ham? If the answer is yes. I'm a smart woman with plenty of grocery stores around me, so I'm sure I can find a turkey somewhere. Yes, is it less convenient? Is it annoying? Of course. Is it actually worth it to me to have to go on this trek to find a turkey? Or in this instance, once I really thought about it and had my little tizzy, I don't care. It's fine. Everyone, JoJo loves I, – I actually really like him. I just prefer turkey. But Joe loves it. That means he's going to have a million and one <laughs> – lunches and dinners that I actually don't have to cook afterwards. I can freeze it. I can do all sorts of things. So again, going back to your why. Is my why to have impeccable options for all of my guests or is my why I want to be relaxed and calm and enjoy some delicious food that is home cooked meal? But it's actually the company and the experience that I'm after, not 10 years from now I'm not going to remember if we had a fucking turkey. This Thanksgiving,
0: <laughs> you know, I have an idea. You're just gonna, you're just gonna build a little. I don't know. You're gonna build a little. You crochet something, or you pick up a little outfit, and you dress the turkey, and uh, you dress the ham as a little turkey, <laughs> as like a joke. And then you will forever remember that Thanksgiving.
1: No. Okay. Well, maybe
0: that's I <laughs> that's my next goal before next Thanksgiving, in case they fuck it up again,
1: is to learn how to crochet so I can. Uh. I can put my ham in a Halloween costume for Thanksgiving and <laughs> dress it up as a turkey. Oh my god!
0: But I mean, this is it what it works, right? If if that's what makes you find levity, and it will make, then do it. And everybody would laugh, right? Everybody would get a laugh out for of sure. it, and you just lighten the mood with that. And that's kind of what it means to be in the works: laugh things that, if we are looking at a big picture here. It will not change the outcome most likely of the dinner and it will not change your life and affect it if for what that one day you would just not have everybody, you would not just have what everybody expects because that's not your expectation, that's expectations of others. And how
1: many times, you know, I'm thinking of this, this quote of, are you investing your most precious resources of time, effort and energy in a way that's aligned with your highest values? By not being present in the moment and aware of our why and what we're what our root causes are, what our triggers are, are we actually putting undue pressure on ourselves by our perception of what our friends think or want from us, our perception of what our family expects from us? I bet, you know, the friends coming over for Friendsgiving this week will listen to this episode and be like, girl, I don't care. <laughs> What we eat. We can, you know, have Oreos and whiskey and the fact that we're just together, that's the thankful gratitude piece, right? Where am I actually putting my perception of other people's perception of me mm-hmm. into play? And then it's a he said she said game. Totally. So yeah, totally I think, I think that piece is really the key and what I'm I'm going to focus on. So I would just encourage You know, anyone else who wants to be in this work and maybe doesn't know how to start to really a start with the awareness and what you want, where you are right now. And then take a look at any deeper, any deeper root causes that might thwart the behavioral changes that you are looking at and just creating really small actions. And, you know, I'm a lot more clear on maybe specifics that I'm working on based off of that broad scope and just having a 20-minute conversation with you about it, really saying it out loud has allowed me to more deeper brainstorm than I probably would have on my own with a pen and a paper. So also that space of being vulnerable, finding one human that you can share and who will be there with you on the journey when things are going well
0: and things are not going well. But I think that piece
1: is, is really great.
0: I think so too. And I think that kind of wraps up our whole episode here to just let's, let's see if you have any questions, you can always contact us via Instagram under Jamie Connell or Sabina, Miss Sabina Wilkin. Um, and we can totally help you get to the first step of what action you may take. And we are here to spread the news, to just really help you out. We here, we making this podcast to give you some not food starters. I almost said food starters. <laughs> food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> that one always
1: trips you up. You right. always say it in a fun always. way. Last time you said something about fruit, I think. <laughs> fruit for thought. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but I can't speak German, so I'm I'm totally hey, down for all of the funny.
0: Uh, an, accent, funny an accent is a sign of bravery, right?
1: Of so course.
0: Always living by that. Yeah. Um, But, Jamie, tell me one last thing. How many people are coming for Thanksgiving?
1: Right now, seven. Okay.
0: Not too bad, including you guys. No, not a huge group. It's a very intimate group. so Very nice. Well, and I think everybody should have a great Thanksgiving. we love to see some pictures of your food that you're putting on the table. If you're listening to this, link us on it. And, yeah, I hope your Thanksgiving is going well. I know you have a busy week ahead of you. Fingers crossed is is my kid has no chicken pox, (laughs) which we will find out tomorrow. Thanksgiving will actually be happening or it's quarantining for everybody.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? If everything's important, then nothing's important. So if Quinny is sick and you need to focus on her, that's that's your 80-20. That's the most important thing. And having a traditional, beautifully set table Thanksgiving is actually not the important piece. No, so that is that is a beautiful concept, right? And of itself, it's not ideal. I'm sure you'd rather have the Thanksgiving than have Quinny have chicken
0: pox, and
1: that's not the most important thing.
0: Yeah, we just gotta call them turkey po- turkey pox if she has them. So, <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> well, maybe your delivery service will mess up, and instead of getting a turkey, you'll get a chicken, and then you know that'll that'll be the way. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Okay. okay. I think well, next time
1: we're going to talk about gratitude. In this series, I think, you know, our journey has been uh, awareness, identifying triggers. And uh, now today, how do we take that, maybe do a little bit more of a deep dive into what it means and then create very simple actions that we can build upon every day to get us closer to where we want to go. And then next time less of the inward work, but also how do we inwardly fill our cups by making change in the outer world? I know Sabina, you're working on a few things for community work or had some ideas about that. So where in the community can we share what we've got going? Our abundance, uh Jamie Ann spoke to it a couple of episodes ago, but even making a goal to say hi to the people you pass on the street when you're walking wherever you're walking, right? Like we don't know what's happening for them. And we might be the only person that says hello to them or that they actually speak to you that day. So little tiny changes and goals that we can create to really sit into the gratitude and, and, and the year with abundance, not only for ourselves, but feeling like we're sprinkling it in other places and yeah. goal setting. So I'm excited to round out the last two episodes. And then it's going to be the end of December, which I think is so crazy. So stay tuned. I think it's going to be a juicy conversation these next two.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for it. So let's get this one up and rolling. And I talk to you every day anyway. (laughs) But (laughs) until tomorrow when I talk to you, don't fuck it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we will see each other again two weeks from now. So I'm excited for the gratitude version of it. And I think this will just give us some good reflection on how Thanksgiving actually was and how the holidays, the first part of the holidays actually went so far. We can share some more. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And don't fuck it up.